Psalms 37:23 states, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Hello, hello. Welcome to Delightful Steps. I'm Bridget. This is a devotional podcast intended for Christians wanting to deepen their relationship with God. Each episode is designed for taking steps that delight the Lord. This episode's topic is the woman at the well. Let's get started. John 4, 1 through 38. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize them. His disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone to the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. 
Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God, who sent me, and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvesting? But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. This passage always reminds me that as believers, we need to invite others to have a relationship with God through love and not judgment. Jesus looked at the Samaritan woman as a person and as someone he could offer living water to. He knew her sins, but did not condemn her for them, but offered her salvation instead. This passage can also serve as a reminder that we need to be encouraging, loving, and welcoming, not judgmental when we approach non-believers with salvation and the living water, so that not only can we spread the good news, but we can be nourished and joyful as well. Here are some steps to welcoming others to salvation as Jesus did. Step 1. Act in love. The book of Luke calls us to do unto others as you would like them to do to you. The book of Ephesians encourages us to be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. When we go to others, we should demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Step 2. Do not judge. The book of James reminds us that God alone, who gave the law, is the judge. We are called to be the messengers of the gospel, of the good news, not judges of sin. Again, those steps are step one, act in love. Step two, do not judge. Thank you for tuning into Delightful Steps. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Delightful Steps. Tune in every Friday to the Delightful Steps podcast so we can continue to take steps together to delight the Lord.